the St Albans Podcast Theatre Show with Ben and Susie. This is Susie from the Theatre Show Podcast joining you on the regular podcast. I'm very excited to be here and I am joined by Adam Nichols, Artistic Director from the Maltings Theatre. Hi Adam. Hi Susie. And how are you today? I'm fine thanks. Yes I'm good. Yeah. Good. Tell us why you've come to join us today for this uh, special special preview. Well, we have an online production that we've been creating over the last few weeks, uh, which is going to be on this weekend, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And it's uh, an interactive, live, musical version of Twelfth Night. So many questions already. <laughs> <laughs> so this is so Twelfth Night um, is the show that you guys put on. Um, it was... Gosh, when when was it that you put it on at the uh, last last year? So last April, May time. Was yeah. it last April? Gosh, mm. I remember coming to see it. I brought my mum and my sister. We absolutely loved it. Um, we were the rowdy ones in the front drinking all the wine. <laughs> um, and it was a phenomenal show. And then you took that into London. That's right. Yeah. So we did um, it at the Rose the Rose Playhouse in Bankside. That's it. That's it. Fantastic. So you're bringing this back to life. This is a fantastic show. Um, you know, the songs are great. It was, um, you know, it was it was just really, really entertaining, genuinely very entertaining. How are you going to make this work online? Well, hopefully we will make it work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> I hope so. Um, so essentially the show uses Zoom. So we've all got mm-hmm. familiar with Zoom, I think, over the last couple of months. Um, so the actors are in their own homes um, and... What we've essentially done is is try to recreate the show um, in a way that feels as though you are part of a live theatre experience, feels as though the actors are together interacting with one another um, and has, you know, the same sort of fun and energy, hopefully, that the original show had. But obviously, technically, it's a big challenge because we've yeah. essentially had to create 10 recording studios in 10 different houses. Um, and that's been an interesting challenge for us. And also, it's a an interesting challenge for the actors as well, who are not only having to perform, but also they're they're all their own technical operators as well. Wow! So yeah, it's a lot of lot of different hats all of a sudden to wear. And I mean, I take it you sort of had all the costumes all still from last year, and you've shipped those out to the the various addresses for them. That's right. We we had a few cast changes, a couple of cast yeah. changes, um, but largely it's the same cast. So yeah, we've we've had a bit of a logistics operation of getting costumes out, but also green screen as well because we're using. Uh, the green screen functionality that Zoom has to create the different settings. So all the actors have to have their own green screen as well. Oh, brilliant. Okay. And so is it is it going to be the show that we saw, aside from a couple of cast changes, is it the show that we saw last year or has it been, has it been changed itself? It, I think it probably feels more different than I thought it would when we started the project. Um, we deliberately chose something that we'd done before because obviously mm. trying to create a show from scratch remotely is is very difficult i mean maybe that's a challenge that uh, we might take on sometime in the future but but at least we had the the core of the show and the core of the the cast uh, but i think as we've worked on it we've yeah, begun to realize how different a medium this is and yeah. so i think it's probably i think it will feel familiar for people that saw the show first time round. but i think it, mm. it, it's actually quite different um in terms of the style of it than the you know, than it would be if it was being presented live on stage. So let's talk about the content of the show. It's mm. it's Twelfth Night, so it's Shakespeare's Twelfth Night, uh, set on a cruise liner in the Roaring Twenties. That's right, yes. Yeah. So um, the original play has Viola, um, the main uh, protagonist, stranded on an, an island 
and we've made that into a cruise ship, um, which kind of, you know, gives us the same sense of confinement um, mm. that, that you get in the, in the original text. Um, and I think the, the linkages between some of the themes in the play out of it um, and this particular period um, are, you know, very strong. So the sense of this rather crazy cast of over-exuberant characters um, who are, you know, a little bit uh, ne'er-do-well in some cases, but quite well off. Um, mm. The fact that there's a lot of music in the show as well, um, which, again, links very well uh, with some of the, the 20 style music that we're using. Um, mm. So, yeah, the, 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 I think when, whenever we do these Shakespeare productions, we always it's not a case of kind of shoehorning a concept. We're always trying to look for a, a, a more modern setting that actually works with the play rather than kind of works against it. Absolutely. And I think, you know, it did. It works. It worked really well when I when I came to see it before. I also, you know, I loved a lot of the, the action within it was quite slapstick. Have you managed to recreate some of that, you know, across across Zoom or have you had to take it in a different direction? Yeah, no, we've, we've tried to do that. I mean, I, I've I've kind of got bored of watching theatre online over the last couple of months. Um, yeah. And I've got bored of watching just sort of people's heads and shoulders. Um so we're trying to make it a lot more dynamic physically mm. um, and, as you say, retain some of that slapstick element that we had and play a little bit with the medium, you know, so the audience knows, the audience is sitting there, they know that the actors aren't sitting next to each other. So when somebody passes um, a ring or a letter from, you know, one screen to another, you're sort of acknowledging um, and I suppose making a feature, making a joke perhaps, um, out of the sense of confinement that the actors are in as well and the realities of, you know, being in, in different locations. Oh, I love that. I think that's going to be... Yeah. And, and I guess as well, I mean, I've, I've seen sort of some of the, the cast talking about what they've been up to. Some of them have got friends and family getting involved if they've, yeah, if they've so got them in the house. I think the, that's right. So we've got... Um, I think we've only got one couple in the show, actually, but they've got, um, they've got a, a, a son who's four... So hopefully he won't, he's not actually meant to make any appearances. He's made some appearances at rehearsals. Um, but uh, yeah, he's a little budding performer in the making there. It could happen. But it could happen. In fact, it's interesting because I was, I was reading something in the paper today, actually, um, with David Tennant talking about uh, the fact that he's made a show with his wife, uh, which mm-hmm. is going to be on the, on the BBC, I think, in the next couple of weeks. Um, and this idea that actually you might have sort of acting couples who can actually be in the same location making things. But we've only got one of those in this show. Everybody else is is, is on their for own. For now. <laughs> for now. For now. That's yeah. it. And talk to you about the audience. So this is interactive. Um, and the audience are invited to dress up. I'm very excited because I have a, a flapper dress. I happened to have right. one for a fancy dress party last Excellent. year. Um, so, you know, everyone's invited to kind of get involved, dress up, you know, have a have a cocktail. What do you what are you kind of expecting from that audience? Well, I think um, just just to explain why why we've done that, I, I think the problem with trying to watch theatre through a screen is that uh, it just often doesn't work. And even mm. really popular, successful initiatives like NT Live, for me, leave me a bit cold um, because you can't really replace the feeling of being in a theatre. And no. I think it's it's partly about that collective experience of being of sitting there in an audience with other yeah. people. But possibly more importantly, it's it's the sense that you're in you're, you're part of the actual show. You know, you're 
as a, as as, a, as an actor as a as a performer myself um that live en- element um is, is so important you know the, the audience is always a key part of every theater production so what we've been trying to do is figure out how can we create that sort of feeling um yeah. whilst recognizing that obviously the medium has its limitations so go back to your original question about what we're expecting from the audience i mean hopefully they will throw themselves into it um we are pushing the technology to its limits in terms of what it can do around um, multiple sort of audience involvement. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're using it relatively sparingly. And I should say also that if people don't like being part of it, I have to say, although I, I perform myself, I'm not a massive fan of audience participation myself, even though I'm a, I'm a keen performer. So it's absolutely fine if people want to just sit and watch and keep their camera and microphone switched off. Um, but hopefully people will, will, will want to throw themselves into it and, uh, and get involved. So there's a number of places through the show where we've created opportunities to get the audience more involved in what's happening um, in right. various different ways. Oh, I love it. Um, yeah, I mean, I was thinking that it's interesting as you say that. I mean, I watched um, a flea bag when NT put that out and I, I was desperate to watch it, missed it live. And I thoroughly, I, I enjoyed it and I absolutely respected and appreciated what an amazing job um, Phoebe, Waller, Phoebe Waller-Bridge did. But I knew, I just knew there was something missing mm. from if I'd been to see it live. Um, so I think there is, there's definitely something in that. And I think this is going to be very interesting. It's a really, I haven't seen uh, anyone sort of doing something like this so far, um, certainly not locally. And I think it's it's such an interesting um way to try and get people involved so um for people who want to join in um it's on friday the 12th to sunday the 14th um is that right that's right that's it 12 to 14th i was talking yeah. about the days days are blurring for me uh, they are it's like, it's like it's like christmas it's like christmas it, it, it really is. is like this for the last three months um and it's 8 p.m uh, for for logging on, so you get you can uh, get your tickets. Um, we'll have the link in the the show, um, the show description. It's ticketsource.co.uk/ovo, um, and it's ten pound a ticket. And I think just get online and join in. I think it's going to be very, very interesting. Yeah, good. Hope to see. Hope to see. Well, see you there, and uh, see, yeah, hope we'll to see, see lots, <laughs> lots of other people there as well. Lots of other people. So uh, we're going to hand back to uh, to Danny at the main podcast. But if you are listening uh, on the Theatre Show podcast, stay tuned. We're going to talk a little bit more t- uh, to Adam about um, what's going on in theatre land. Um, and thanks for listening to us so far. Thanks, Adam. So we're now on Just the Theatre Show uh, podcast, a bit of exclusive content for uh, our, our listeners. Um, so... We've obviously we've talked about the show. We've talked. Tell me a little bit about what's been going on at the Malting Theatre um, over the last three months. How have you found things? Yeah, it's been it's been uh, tough. We were midway through our spring season when we had mm-hmm. to close, and so we've got a whole bunch of shows that we had to postpone. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to bring those back later in the year. Um, and we've been shut like everybody else. Um, yeah. So you know, starting now to think about. You know, what does the new world look like? Um, mm. What what can we do? When can we do it? Um, we've had you know really amazing support from from the local community and from our sort of regular audience, which has been amazing. Mm. And I think there's a real kind of you know pent up frustration of people that you know want to get out, go to live performance, and and see some theatre. So 
you know, hopefully we'll be able to be open soon. But it's 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 been challenging. I think, you know, to some extent, we're probably quite fortunate in the sense that unlike some of the larger theatres, our running costs are fairly low and we've mm, been able yeah. to sort of hibernate to some extent. Um, so it hasn't had the kind of catastrophic impact on us that it has on some big venues around the country. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I guess what nobody really knows is, you know, how audiences are going to behave when this is all over, really, and Absolutely. how quickly it's going to go back to normal. I mean, have you got any kind of a feeling for when you might be able to be able to open again, like however that may look? So we're, we're focusing our energies on trying to create an open air concept. Uh, so as you know, we do we, we always do open air shows in the summer, mm. but we're looking to try and create a pop-up open air venue um, in the centre of St Albans, um, which potentially could run from July through to Christmas even. Um, okay. And I think why we're focusing on that is because we've done the exercise of looking at what, what we would do at the Maltings and, you know, it's quite a flexible venue. Uh, we could reconfigure the seating. Yeah. Uh, we think we could do it in a socially distanced way. Um, but the question is what kind of experience that's going to create for the audience right. and, uh, you know, what it's actually going to feel like. So we've kind of been thinking to ourselves, actually, given that we've got all the open air experience and it seems likely that firstly, it's going to be quicker to get open air events up and running again. Yeah. But also I think audience members will be more comfortable being outdoors. Um, we're, we're, we're trying to focus our, our energies on, on creating something, as I say, in that, in that kind of space, probably a drive-in type of concept. Oh, brilliant. Um, yeah. I noticed that Tom, Tom Kerridge has changed his pub in the park to a drive-in concept as well. Yeah. So that's, yeah. And the yeah. drive, I think, the, the open air theatre they normally do in Highfield is they're talking about drive-in as well yeah um, I mean it's, so it's yeah there's there's a certain amount of challenge um you know if you're doing cinema or music then yeah. you know you can stick a big screen up or you know have a couple of, of, of um, you know musicians on the stage and you know the audience can go half a mile away like you are when you go and see something at Wembley Stadium or whatever yeah obviously with theatre it's a bit different so you know, you don't want to be in a situation where people are miles away or they can't see. Um, but we think we can create something that's kind of commercially viable um, and it's a good experience for the audience, you know, which is the most important thing, I guess, that, that the audience yeah. feels like, uh, you know, it, it's reasonably intimate and that they're, they're reasonably engaged. Um, and, yeah, we're hoping that, that people will, will kind of warm to that idea and, and want to come and see stuff. Um, I have an idea. I've always had an idea for an open-air Christmas show. Um, oh, okay. this, this might be this might be the year when people are actually willing to be outside in December. Exactly. So, so, you know, that's that's our thinking. And I think, you know, it, it seems increasingly likely that indoor theatre yeah. isn't going to be back this year anyway. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's that's the reality. And I think I suppose for local venues like us, the opportunity potentially is is if the West End doesn't reopen until next summer, which mm. I think looks quite likely. Hopefully that means that people in St Albans who, you know, might might go to the, into London to the theatre on a regular basis might be looking for an alternative and hopefully will, you know, give us a try if they haven't been to see shows at the Maltings before. Yeah, I think that that's a, that's a very good point, actually. And we, you know, one of the things we try to do, um, you know, pretty hard on the theatre show is, yeah, let people know and get people to come in and try it. And I think, I think, right, it is a, it is a bit of a golden opportunity. And I mean, having been down to the open air, um, you know, the sort of the theatre festival that you guys did last, um, last year, I mean, it was, 
you know, from from an audience perspective, it looked like a resounding success. I mean, not only there was a mixture of shows, um, you know, you had the the sort of the younger um, guys from um, Byte doing their Around the World in 80 Days. And then you had a kind of a mixture of Shakespeare and, and other um, performances. It was a real, you know, it was a really good mix of something for everyone. And I think people do like that as a, you know, something different um, in the summer. You know, we are we are Brits. We like to sit outside if it's vaguely <laughs> June. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so you know, I think that's that's fab. And I guess, um, you know, we 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 do have to adapt and um, and see see things in a slightly different way now. Um, but it's it's interesting to see how it, how we're planning for that. You know, theatre is, I guess, something people almost forget about. Oh, it's sort of you know well we can't go out anyway. But actually, you know when we can, what what are we going to do all of a sudden? Yeah, that's right. And I, I think um, it's interesting to see how other countries who are maybe a little bit further ahead of us in terms of opening mm. up are, are dealing with it. Um, generally, you know, places that have allowed theatres to open have had very strict limits on capacity, quite often under a hundred. Um, you know, the venues have had to meet quite strict guidelines around social distancing. Um, cleaning obviously is is, is a consideration yeah. um, but having said that you know you look at what's happened in New Zealand and again it's really interesting because they're obviously sort of probably world leading in terms of having come out of it and everything there theatre and entertainment wise cinemas pubs bars restaurants are all back open completely normal with no real restrictions in place at all um, yeah. which is quite interesting South Korea also um, has been uh, very early in getting theatres there open and there's some really interesting pictures you know you can see online of, of you know 800 people in a big theatre but everybody in masks um but actually no social distancing so mm. you know I, I, some of it will be governed by health advice and i but i think yeah. some of it will also be driven by what people actually want um and we have to recognize as well that theatre audiences tend to be older um yeah. so you know that will mean that people i mean you know, people my parents' age are desperate to get out and about and relatively gung-ho, I think, about, you know, wanting to carry on living their lives. But Absolutely. I think we have, we have to recognise that there'll be other people who feel more more wary and we want to try and mm. make sure, obviously, that it's it's safe and people feel safe when they if, they, if they're going to come back and see a show. And as you work towards that, do you think um, you might try more of this sort of online, um, you know, uh, sort of show? Or do you think that will very much depend on how this one goes. I think it has a part to play. Um, and it's been a, a, a great experience making the show. Um, mm. it, I, yeah, speaking completely honestly, it, it, does, does it give us the same buzz as being in the room? Um, no. You know, and I think that's, that the same would be true for the actors. Um, yeah. And I also think that there's a real limit in terms of, you know, what you can do. So I think it's an interesting experiment, but I don't, mm. I don't, I don't really see it. Um, as something that's going to kind of, you know, replace, um, you know, conventional theatre in made, made in a conventional way. What I would say from our perspective is that, that the way that we sort of got to know the technology, definitely, you know, we, we have used film and, and other tech in our shows in the past. And I think it's kind of switched us back on to doing that. So I think definitely taking forward some of the technology into face-to-face mm. -face theatre is, is something that we will do. Um, uh, and, you know, I mean... Who knows what's going to happen? I mean, if, if, of course, if theatres are forced to remain closed for a long time, then no doubt we'll we'll make more shows in this way. But I think yeah. I, I definitely miss I miss that face to face 
kind yeah. of interaction with 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 the with a cast that you get when you're working in a conventional way. And I can imagine, like, if, especially if you've got the option for an open air, I can see why. I think for the, for a theatre goer and um, you know as an actor and you know to to do it in person. Yeah, so if you can do it safely that way, definitely I can see the appeal of that. Yeah. One one question, thinking about the show, obviously you, you've gone for something that you've done before, so you've got an element of, okay, we know what we're doing and the sort of some of the hard work's already done. Were you tempted to do one of the pieces that's got a smaller cast at any point? <laughs> well, um, yeah, I mean, we, we, we looked at a couple of different things, but I, but I think, as I say, for me, uh, we wanted to try and pick something that still gave us the sort of theatricality. So a couple of the shows that were in our spring season that were smaller cast, we did think about doing them, but I think they would have ended up being more televisual just by the yeah. nature of the pieces. Whereas this, you know, this is, is much more in your face, I suppose. Um, and from my perspective, if we were going to do something, as I say, I wanted it to feel theatrical. Um, so, you know, it's been a challenge. It is definitely a challenge. Um mm-hmm. Uh, we are pushing the technology to its limits in terms of what it can do. But I think ultimately, you know, that will be to the good in terms of the, the how it feels for the audience. I think it will be interesting um, to have, you know, a, a proper full ensemble um, that you're watching. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much. And thanks for taking the time to talk to us today. Um, yeah, I'd be very interested as things start to, you know, move on and, and we open up a little bit more. I'd love to talk to you again about, you know, how those plans are, are solidifying and, how we're kind of moving forward um but you know good luck for the weekend looking forward to it and i will be reporting reporting back either either on the theater show or on danny's podcast and and letting everyone know how it went so brilliant thanks for having me looking forward to it thanks adam thanks